monumental occasion is upon us. There's a transition between one man and another man who loved the Lord. And I trust love you as well. For I've seen it down through the years in both men. If you will, take your Bibles, please, and turn to Exodus chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17. And this is Moses leading the children of Israel. And if you read through the book of Exodus, and I trust many of you have already done that, you'll find that in that leadership, it started out with Moses being unsure of himself when God called him and had to show him the implements of of, uh, use and had to show him and reveal himself to Moses that Moses could trust him. He went through a lot in delivering Israel by the power of God. And while they were journeying through the wilderness, they saw the great power of the Lord at the Red Sea. They saw the manna come down from heaven. They saw the water come from the rock and the water at at the twelve trees and the water at Meribah. A lot of things they went through. But now Moses is here in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 8. Let's read that. The Bible says in verse 8, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him and fought with Amalek and Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him and he sat there on. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the other side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book. and Rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nishi. Because the Lord had sworn that he will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Having come through the ordeals that they had gone through, Moses as being the leader, Mark Alcock is going to be the leader here. And it's great that we have, or that we have seen the ordination of these, of these new deacons with the, with the older deacons here. But one of the things about Amalek is that Amalek was a distant relative of, of Israel. He was from Eliphaz, who was Esau's son. A type of the world, if you please. So here Israel is coming out of a trial at Meribah, and they've experienced so many blessings and trials of the Lord. And now the Bible says, and these are almost, almost hurting words, when the Bible says, then came Amalek. Let me help you to understand something. 
the world will always be coming at you. It will always be approaching you. And this place here, Mississauga International Baptist Church, will always be a safe haven for you. And there will always be a man of God to stand here to serve God and to serve you. And that's been Pastor Pastor Mark tonight. Here's Israel coming out of this trial, and now the Bible says, and then came Amalek. I want to challenge you tonight as we look at this passage that you, as a Christian, that you as a member of Mississauga International Baptist Church, learn to trust God and God's man. Say, why should I do that? How can I do that? Number one, they had a leader who was, who saw things and was wise. He was aware. Look what it says. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Moses was aware of what's going on. And, and let me just say this, that Pastor Mark will be aware of, of you. And I trust he already knows everybody that's here personally, unless you're a visitor. And if you are a visitor, let me just say this. Meet the pastor. <laughs> Get to know him. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5, But watch thou in all things, giving instruction to Timothy. The Bible says, watch thou in all things. He's watching. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17, the Bible says, For they watch for your souls. You realize that the pastor has a job to look at every one of you, each and every one of you, and be able to look within, he can't see your soul, but to look at you and hopefully define some things with his walk with the Lord, define some things that you need. Apply them in scripture. Apply them in counseling. And apply them corporately as a church so that you can defeat Amalek. For Amalek is here. Every day. In Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 6, the Bible says, I have set a watchman upon the walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. The watchman is he who watches, is he who looks out. And in this case, Amalek. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 7, I also will set a watchman over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of trumpet that they said, We will not hearken. There will be somebody. There may be somebody that says no. Listen, the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 25, verse 18, that Amalek smote the hindest part of the people of Israel, even all that were feeble behind thee when thou wast faint and weary, and he feared not God. He doesn't care about you. Well, Pastor Mark does. Moses cared. And he watches out in Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 17. The Bible says, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of thy mouth, and I give them warning from me. Pastor Mark, you are now the watchman. It's a challenge. It's a charge to you to watch. To be aware of the needs of every person here. And give yourself to study. 
Give yourself to the things of God and understand the hurts and the blessings of each and every person and every family represented here and the needs and the blessings of the church corporately. You have to do that. Here's how it works. God tells the preacher to watch in all things, watch over the people, watch over the flock of God and feed them. Is that not true? So here's what Pastor Mark does. He stays close to God in prayer and, and, and the study of the Word of God. And he prays for you. And while praying for you, he begins to understand you intimately because God is using the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to speak to Pastor Mark. And as he goes through his mind's eye and prays for you face by face and name by name, he becomes intimate with you. And God begins to work in his life. And he begins to see your need. And then he says, I will serve. Number two, they had a leader with strategy. Look what it says in verse nine. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with a rod of God in my hand. Joshua was and and the man chosen by Joshua would be you. The deacons would be those uh, in, in the secondary leadership program, if you please. And many of you would be down there fighting Amalek. The men and women of the church would be praying. And the stratagem would be put together for the leadership of this church for moving forward with God. He has a plan. I don't know what the plan is, but he has a plan. <laughs> he hadn't told me the plan. <laughs> I'm sure he's discussed the plan with Pastor Teeson because Pastor Teeson is comfortable with Mark taking the helm and, and leading you because he watches for your soul. In Numbers chapter 10, I just want to read this to you. You don't have to turn there. But Numbers chapter 10, the Bible says, The Lord spake to Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver of a whole piece, thou shalt make them. And thou shalt use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And, and when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they blow out but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are the heads of the thousands of Israel. He got that from Jethro, by the way, his father-in-law. Then the princes, which are the heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. And when you blow an alarm, then the camps that lie at the east part shall go forward. And when you blow an alarm the second time, the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. You blow alarm for their journey. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but you shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. That's, that's the deacons. And ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. In other words, the plan is to come together in unity for Christ. He's going to blow the trumpet. The blunt trumpet is going to be soul-winning trumpet. The trumpet is going to be the trumpet for the ladies' Christmas tea. The trumpet is going to be whatever the trumpet is going to be. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. That's going to be the trumpet that's going to blow. 
And he's going to tell the deacons, you blow the trumpet. And when you have your, your what do you call it, the weekly Bible, WBF, or when you have the WBF, he's going to blow a trumpet and certain people are going to go to that one and certain people are going to go to that one because the trumpet was blown. The plan is set. Be a part of the plan. Don't be part of the feeble ones and the weak ones that are in the back and Amalek sneaks up and gets you. Reach the lost for Christ. The trumpet will be blown. The Bible says, Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The trumpet will be blown. Grow in the Lord. Walk in the Spirit. Follow the leadership God provides. Pastor Teeson has long thought over this transition. He has prayed about Pastor Mark. He has trusted God for your sakes that this is the man of God for you. This hasn't been done, uh, you know, willy-nilly. This has been done with long prayer. And I would imagine, because I know Pastor Teeson, with tears. Because it's what you need. Number three. They have a leader who will struggle with them. Look what it says. And it came to pass in verse 11, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Moses said, we're going to go to the top of the mountain and, and I'm going to serve God up there. And I'm going to raise my hands and, and we're going to beat Amalek. We're going to defeat the world. Exodus chapter 17 and verse 10. So Joshua did as Moses said unto him and, and fought with Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand. You have a leader that will struggle with you. There was a willingness to work for those whom he served. He was at the top of the hill. He was holding up his hands. He was watching Amalek and set a plan in motion and said, let's defeat Amalek. Let's get the leaders together. I'm going to go to the top of the mountain and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to put the plan on how, I don't know what the stratagem was. I don't know what the, how they did it. If one went before one, I don't know what happened there. The Bible doesn't reveal that to him, but I do know this. The leader struggled with them. He couldn't last forever. He, he, his hands got heavy. And that's where you come in. Amen. That a leader who would struggle with them, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15 says, and, 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 and I'm sure Pastor Mark would say this, I will gl- very gladly spend and be spent for you. Listen, Moses was willing in the same aspect in Exodus 32 and verse 31. Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and they have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. He was willing to give everything for his people. Pastor Mark, do that. He struggled with Israel's eternal welfare. And when he saw Amalek, he said, this is eternal and this is immediate. Let's get down there and take care of it now. Paul had the same idea in Romans chapter 9 and verse 1. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. 
My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have a great heaviness, a continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. The desire was this. Struggle, I will struggle for my people that they will serve God. Both Moses, Paul, and Pastor Mark. Not only that, but they have a leader who was supported. Look what it says in verse 10. So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him and fought with Amalek and Moses and Aaron and Hur. Moses and Aaron and Hur went to the top of the hill. So Joshua is down there getting ready with his army. Moses and Aaron and Hur are at the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Don't let down your hands. Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him and he sat thereon. The Bible says they took a stone, Aaron and Hur, and stayed up his hands. And one on the one side and the other on the other side of his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Listen, we have, we have, we, what was it, seven deacons up here? Six deacons up here? I'm a great mathematician. <laughs> Brother Tal, you help me with that. <laughs> Six men and a pastor. And they put a rock underneath him. They set him on the rock and one on one side, one on the other said, I'm going to hold up his hands. Now, how do we do that today? We pray. And in some cases, fast for our pastor because Amalek is still there. And when he is struggling and when he's suffering, and you be aware of that yourself, then you come behind the pastor and you lift up his hand and you help him. Because he is not the Lone Ranger. He has to trust God and he has to be able to trust you as well. They placed a stone under him. They brought him comfort in the middle of his work. Paul says this, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Come together and in the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Walk with God and support the man of God. It goes on to say in verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What a thrilling aspect. We work together with for the Lord in the strength of the Lord. In unity. Until we come together in the fullness of Christ. Wouldn't it be great when that trumpet is blown and the Lord descends and the church is there. And in the unity of Christ, the church goes up. And wouldn't it be great if the Lord said to each and every one of us, Well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Everyone had their part in the mission here. Without each and everyone's help, the war would have been lost. Each person had to trust God and follow the plan. They had to do it. 
The church needs you as it takes another step forward. You are, are gifted people. There are people here that can count past six, I'm sure. <laughs> Listen, not everybody there could swing a sword. Not every, everyone there held up the hands. I'm sure there are many people back at the camp praying, Lord, bring my husband back. Lord, give the men strength. Lord, let this plan be right. <laughs> there had to be ones aiding in the fray. There are gifted men and women right here at Mississauga International Baptist Church. I wouldn't know how to build a torch. <laughs> but I'm sure there are men and women here who, have, who are, are leading in, the, in the, the Bible fellowship, weekly Bible fellowship, teaching God's Word. There are pastors, there are evangelists, there are people who teach, and those who have the, the Word of wisdom, and those who have the Word of knowledge, those who exhort. Man, a pastor loves to have somebody behind him. Pastor, go get him. You can do this. Pastor, that's a great plan. Let's, I'll take you to the top of the hill. I'll hold up your hand. That's a good plan. Let's do it. They're soul winning. Yeah, that's a great plan. Let's do it. Pastor, I, I, I will never forget that illustration you gave me two weeks ago. About the vulture and the, uh, the hummingbird. <laughs> I live out in the country and I was driving down the road and there were like a bunch of birds down on, on a carcass. And I thought, man, that is so true. Being a hummingbird. That's an awesome. I'll never forget that. I'm going to use that. Listen, there are people here who have the gift of administration. People who here have the gift of health and people who have the gift of, of giving and the gift of mercy and the people who have the gift of faith. That's all given to the church. Amen. Exercise your gift. Amen. You may not be able to swing a sword like these men at the bottom of the hill, but you can certainly pray. And you can certainly walk. And you can certainly talk. And you can do things for God. Because he doesn't have a thousand arms and a thousand legs. He's just one man. But he has a great mighty God. And you have the same God. And all these people exercise the plan to defeat Amalek, the world. And Moses said, here's the plan. I'm going to go up here and Aaron and her's going to go with me. And Joshua, you're going to go down there and you take the men down there and you take the soldiers down there and you defeat Amalek. And everybody is working to put this whole thing together in the strength of the Lord. I'll show you that in a minute. In Christ Jesus, you be the catalyst that supports the preacher. In whatever area that you exercise, and you be the one. You be the fulcrum that he leans upon. Like, I, I, I need this to happen this week, and we got this plan coming. You say, Pastor, I can do that. And you jump in there. That's the plan. Number five, they all rejoiced and worshipped in the success of the Lord. Look what it says in verse 17. See, when the battle was over, those people were able to say, God did this. God is our banner. In verse 17, and the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. 
and rehearse it in the years of Joshua. You have a history book. You have something for posterity. I'm sure there are pictures and there are events written and things written. Write this for a memorial in the book and rehearse it in the years of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Isn't that great when somebody comes up, whether it's for rededication, whether it's for salvation, whether it's just to say, glory to God, look what's happened in my life. Amalek has been defeated. And they come to the pastor and they say, thank you for holding up your hands. Thank you for the plan. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for showing me the God of heaven, my strength. The Bible says in verse 15, And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nishi. The Lord is my banner. And His banner over you is love. And Pastor Mark has this plan to walk with God, to lift you up before the Lord. And the trumpets will be blown and the plan will be set together and there will be people in here that can swing the sword and people in here that can that can hold his arms up and people that can exercise faith and encourage and have hope and all these things. Bring, bring, bring it together in the unity of the faith in the fullness of Christ. And in 20 years, Just as you did tonight. You could say, not Pastor Mark, but we love him. Not Pastor Teeson, but we love him. And we thank him for his plan and everything he's done. But God did this. God's our banner. And God put the man here. And God gave us the plan. And we can write it in a book. And we can say, Jehovah Nishi, the Lord is our banner. He did this. All the glory of the church and all the successes of all the people belong to God. Who through it all was their strength and their power. So tonight as the torch is being passed... Pastor Mark, starting, I'm sure he's already started. This plan is put together. And you may hear a trumpet. What will you do when you hear the trumpet? We have the short-term goal. We have the long-term goal. When you hear the trumpet, will you assemble? Will you come together? And will you go out? And will you defeat Amalek? And see great things happen. Let's pray.